Hello and welcome back to the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. If you've been following along, then you know we last learned that the angel Gabriel appeared to a young girl named Mary and announced that she would give birth to a son, and that son would be the long-awaited Messiah. Not only would he be the Messiah, but he would be the Son of God himself, come to earth to live and dwell among his people. Mary had gone to visit her cousin Elizabeth, for the angel Gabriel had also visited Elizabeth's husband and told him that he and his wife would have a child, and this child would be the messenger to prepare the way for the coming of the Messiah. And so the time finally came, and when it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, and they shared her joy. The joy filled her home, for Elizabeth had thought she would never be a mother, and here God had given her a son. On the eighth day, Elizabeth and her husband Zechariah came to the temple to circumcise their son, just as all of the Israelite baby boys had been from the time of Abraham. And while they were at the temple... They were going to name the baby after his father, Zechariah. But his mother suddenly spoke up and said, No, he is to be called John. For she knew the angel had told her husband that the child's name was to be John. They said to her, There is no one among your relatives who has that name. For in those days it was common to name your child after someone in your family. Elizabeth's friends could not understand why she would choose to name her son a name that no one had ever had before in her family. Her husband's name was not John, and his father's name was not John. Then they made signs to his father, Zachariah, to find out what he would like to name the child. Now remember, the angel Gabriel had told Zachariah that he would not be able to speak because he had doubted the news that the angel had told him. He had doubted that God would do what he said and give him a son. When the people looked to Zechariah to see what he would do, to see what name should be given to the child, he asked for a writing tablet. And to everyone's astonishment, on that tablet he wrote, His name is John. Immediately, Zachariah's mouth was opened and his tongue set free, and he began to speak, praising God. All the neighbors were filled with awe, and throughout the hill country of Judea, people were talking about all these things. Everyone who heard this wondered about it, asking, What then is this child going to be? For the Lord's hand was with him. And then Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and he began to sing and prophesy and he said, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant, David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him 
him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven, to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. And the young boy, John, Zechariah and Elizabeth's son grew and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until it was time for him to appear publicly to Israel to prepare the way for the Messiah. Now, I'm sure you're wondering, what about Mary? What about the Messiah? What about the promised child to be born? What would happen to Mary? What would Joseph do, the man that she was supposed to be married to, when he found out that she was going to have a baby? You see, Mary had been pledged to be married to Joseph. A promise had been made that Mary and Joseph would be married. But before they came together, as you and I know, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit, just as the angel Gabriel had told her would happen. Now, Joseph was a good man. He was a faithful Israelite who followed the law and worshiped the Lord. When Mary told Joseph what happened, he could not believe her. He could not believe a story where an angel appeared to a girl and told her that she was going to be a mother. Joseph sadly believed that Mary had been unfaithful to him. And so because Joseph was faithful to the law, he would not marry her. He decided he would not marry her. But he did not want to expose Mary to public disgrace or he did not want to embarrass her. So Joseph decided to divorce her quietly. You might say, well, how could Joseph divorce her when they had not even been married yet? Well, in those days to be promised to somebody or to promise to marry somebody was almost exactly the same thing as being married to them. It was a a covenant. It was a, a promise. And so Joseph had decided that he would quietly divorce Mary or break the promise of their engagement. But after he had considered this, one night while Joseph was sleeping, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Jesus would be Emmanuel, because Jesus is God with us. When Joseph woke up, he believed. He believed what Mary had told him. It was true. Just as an angel had visited Mary, so did an angel visit Joseph. And he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary to be his wife. Now, after this happened, the Roman emperor, Caesar Augustus, issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. 
Now remember, the Roman Empire was the most powerful empire in the world at this time. The Roman Empire was the most powerful empire to have ever conquered any nation up until this point. They were more powerful than the Babylonian Empire and the Assyrian Empire and the Persian Empire and even the Greek Empire. The Romans even ruled over the Israelites. And because his empire was so large and so great and so powerful, Caesar Augustus wanted to count how many people were living in his empire. And so he commanded that everyone in his empire travel back to their homeland where their family was from in order to be counted. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because Joseph belonged to the house and lineage of David. And remember, David was from Bethlehem. Since Joseph came from the line of King David himself, Joseph was required to travel back to the town of Bethlehem to be counted. He went there to register with Mary who was still expecting a child. In fact, it was very close to the time for Mary to have her baby. It was so close that while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. The town of Bethlehem was so filled with people who had returned to be counted that they could not even find a room to stay in for the night. The only place that Joseph could find for Mary to give birth to her baby was most likely in a cave nearby probably a cave that belonged to a kind stranger who kept his animals there. It was here that Mary gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room available for them. A manger was a feeding trough for the animals in order to eat. Most likely horses or cows or sheep ate from a manger. Baby Jesus, God's son born, Emmanuel, slept his first night on earth in a manger. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Could this be? Could this be the Messiah? What could this mean? But Mary, Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. She watched and reflected and remembered what the angel had told her. He told her 
that her child, this child, born the Son of God, would be named Jesus because he would come to take away the sins of the world. Could Mary fully understand what that meant in that moment? Could she understand that the baby she was holding in her arms was the Son of God, come to offer salvation to all who would accept it and believe? The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. And on the eighth day, just as John had been, it was time to circumcise the child, and he was named Jesus the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. Dear Truth Seekers, the story of Jesus' birth is a special one. It was this night that God's Son became a human. God wrapped himself in flesh and became a man and lived among us. It doesn't seem quite like the entrance you would think God would make, does it? God's Son, Jesus, came from God's presence, the most beautiful and peaceful and joyful presence we can imagine. He left his Father's presence to come and be born on a dark night to a poor family with little possessions. Wouldn't you think that God would choose to be born in a palace as a king with a crown and jewels with riches and power? No, God chose to be born in one of the poorest places to a poor and humble family. Jesus knew what it was like to grow up living as a common man. He lived and worked hard and grew among the Israelites as one of them. He would know just what it was like to be like us so that he could identify with us in our weaknesses so that when we struggle, we have a God who knows what it's like to struggle. When we walk through pain, we can go to Jesus who knows what it's like to walk through pain. When we laugh, when we cry, when we experience joy, when we experience sadness, Jesus experienced all of those things too. Jesus walked the road that you and I will walk. He is our example. He struggled, he suffered, he worked hard, He lived and laughed and ate and drank just as you and I do. So when we go to Jesus, we go to him as someone who knows what we go through. Isn't that comforting? Every time the angels appeared, did you notice what they said? When they appeared to Mary and Joseph and the shepherds, they said, Do not fear. Do not be afraid. You see, there's no need to fear because Jesus has come. He has come to bring salvation and to remove our fear. We do not need to fear. When we go to Jesus, we can take all of the things we are struggling with and give them to him because he knows. We can give them to him and in exchange, he will give us the peace he came to purchase for us. He will give us the joy he experiences in his father's presence. He will share with us his life, his peace, and his hope. This is why the angels sang that night in front of the shepherds. This is why they sang glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Good had come to men the night Jesus was born. If you'd like to read today's story, you can find it in Luke chapters 1 and 2 and Matthew chapter 1. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you chose to send your son Jesus. On a dark night so long ago, Jesus was born as the Messiah, 
the long-awaited promised Messiah. We thank you, Jesus, that you have gone before us and you know what it's like to suffer. You know what it's like to have joy. You know what it's like to have friends and family because you lived here on earth as a man. You know what it's like to be like us. And therefore, we can come to you with anything and you will understand. You are our great high priest who can sympathize with us. You know what it's like to lose a loved one. You know what it's like to have people misunderstand you and hate you and not want to be your friend. You understand so many things. And for that, we're grateful that we can come to you and share our hearts with you and pour out our requests to you and pour out our needs to you because you know. We thank you that you stand before our Father and intercede on our behalf. We thank you that you chose to come and be obedient to the Father's will, to come and live among us. We thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done for us and all that you've given to us. And we choose to bless your mighty name. We will not be afraid, but we will rejoice in the good news that you have come. And we will say glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men, because it truly is good will towards men that you chose to come to be obedient to the father's will, to submit yourself and to live among us as Emmanuel, God with us, so that you might offer us salvation. We thank you for this, Jesus. We bless you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it's that time for me to read a few reviews before we go. And this one says, my name is Nat. Well, my nickname. And I really like your podcast. I'm 12 and in year seven, and I'm listening from Victoria, Australia. I listen to your podcast every night, almost 10 episodes. I really appreciate the amount of effort you put into your podcast since it helps me sleep. I love the different voices you use and the sound effects. It really enhances the whole thing. I like it because it's a reminder of everything God has done for us, and I really sometimes need to know that during difficult times. I'm almost through my fourth round of the podcast, so I'm up to the part of Saul becoming king. My favorite episode is any of the episodes with King Jehoshaphat. He was super cool, and I love his story. My mom introduced to me two years ago, and I think I've learned the most about the Bible from this wonderful podcast than anything else. Thank you so much for this amazing podcast podcast. Keep making more Nat. Nat, that was the best review. It was so thorough and so specific. I love how you told me you are on the fourth round of the podcast. That's amazing. I bet you have so much to share with others from what you've learned. So thank you so much for taking time to write that in and write to me. And thanks for listening all the way over there in Australia. All right, this next review says, we love your podcast. We listen to your podcast every morning while we eat breakfast. I became a Christian as an adult, so this is educating me along the way. I love that this starts our day with God at the center. It's so helpful how you stop and explain all the big words along the way. My seven-year-old said he loves your podcast and it teaches him a lot about the Bible. My four-year-old says she gives this podcast six out of five stars. Thank you for this work in helping us train our children. May God bless you and your work abundantly. Thank you so much for that. And I just love um, that even as an adult, you are still learning because that's what it's all about. We never stop learning. God always continues to show me more and more things every time I come to his word. 
All right, finally, this last review says, hello, my name is Viviana and I am six years old. I love to listen to your podcast. My favorite one is Jacob and Esau. I would give you infinity stars if I could. Well, Viviana, I think you beat everyone. I think infinity stars is the max amount of stars we can get. So maybe I need to um, talk to Apple podcast about how I can go about making sure I get infinity stars. So thank you so much for that review. And again, thank you to everyone for listening. You can always support the podcast over on my Patreon account. It's patreon.com forward slash Sherilyn R. Grant. If you feel so led, you can sign up for as little as $2 a month just to help support the podcast. But most importantly, you're listening, you're sharing with your friends, you're praying over it is so appreciated and needed. So thank you so much for that. Thanks for joining me today. And I look forward to our time together next week.